0: And at the end of the contract, they're like, I was ugly to you this whole time. Why were you so nice to me? And I was like, well, because I'm called to be nice to you. You know, I'm called to love you just as our Lord loves you.
1: Hey, Pantry fam. Are you looking for more faith-based podcasts, but you don't know where to go? The Access More Podcast Network has over 40 shows on topics like faith, culture, family, and entertainment and offers a safe space to discover inspiring conversations. So if you're a fan of this show, you're gonna find encouragement, hope, and joy from other podcasts on Access More. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle.
2: And you're listening to The Pantry Podcast. We're serving up Jesus, not junk food, for followers of Christ who don't want to just exist, but be challenged, sifted, and changed by the Word of God.
1: And this is season 10, Go and Tell. And we're digging into the first half of the Great Commission to embolden you to share God's word during these tumultuous times.
2: Join us and friends from 77 countries as we feast on spiritual nutrition.
1: You can even be a partner that keeps the show going. Support the show at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast.
2: Now let's dig into the real. We're really starting to get into the season now. Yeah, you know, we're ramping up. Um, of, of Go and Tell. And really what we're doing is we're looking at different ways that we can share the word of God, the gospel, and really get this out there to different people, groups, different levels. I mean, from kids to, to adults to I mean, there are so many ways to share the gospel. Yeah, and and you know, and we've been called, you know, even in Psalms all the way back. Oh, let's go back to the you know the Old Testament, right? <laughs> the Old Testament. But Psalms ninety six three says, "Declare His glory among the nations." I mean, that is what we want to do. And He's also created us in ways that are special. Yeah, and not everyone is the same thing. You know, one body, many members. We'll say this several times, probably through this whole season, mm-hmm. um, but. And today I think we just have a really cool guest that we're going to get to hear from.
1: Yeah, so today we have Brandon Hollingsworth of Brainy Pixel Productions with us. We've already had a chance to sit down with Brandon. We've made some extra bonus content that's going to be on the YouTube channel. And we're just, we're always... We just love talking to the guy. He's he's amazing. But he is a creative director and writer that's born to create. He's an author, a speaker, a poet, a producer, a publisher, a game designer, a content creator, a script writer, an art director, and an unapologetic Christ follower, which is the most important part. He is a teacher and deacon of young adults, as well as a creator for young adults who promotes family-oriented ministries. And he is the author and co-author of several dozen novels, novellas, and short stories. So all that said, he knows what it's like to use his gifts for mm. God's glory, but we're going to dig in to what all of that means. So, welcome, Brandon. It's awesome to have you.
0: Yeah,
2: welcome, Brandon. Thank you, thank you, Michelle. And yeah, and I am super ready to dig in. So let's, let's get after <laughs> that, that is one thing that we have found out. He loves to dig in. He yes. loves the Word of God. So I, I, I'm going to let you drop the first one. I think. Yeah. So start off.
1: So you know, everyone here is use your gifts, and I think. Funny enough, a lot of people tend to think of artistic gifts first when we think of gifts. I didn't really realize that until I started talking to people about, you know, use your giftings. They don't always first think that customer service or a lot of patience or being able to pray it like nonstop. They they know their gifts when they're reminded, but the first thing they think is, well, you know, I can't sing, can't draw can't dance, can't act. You know, like they think of all these artistic gifts. You're one who actually has these gifts. What is, what has the process been like for you to go from, you know, discovering that you have them in the first place to going all the way to the other side, like I'm gonna use these for God's glory to Mm -hmm. create things that are all about the Lord or allude to him for the next generation.
0: So I, I guess the first thing I would do is I would remind people to, you know, always go to the word, right? I mean, when you read the Bible, I think it was in uh, Exodus 33, the first person or the second person, rather, to be endowed with the Holy Spirit was an, art, an artist, mm-hmm. right, uh, to make the, the Ark of the Covenant and the temple, uh, the, not the temple, the, uh, the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Um, God imbued a fellow who was an artist, who was, you know, a carver and a metalsmith, um, with the Holy Spirit, so that He could create the thing that was going to hold the presence of God itself. So, I mean, I think that's really, really critical that we understand that artistic gifts are absolutely included in that whole panoply of gifts that God um, has in, in, instilled in us. Not to say that service isn't important. I mean, right. look at, look at the deacons, right? The first, the first twelve, uh, the first deacons, the the ones that were called were to they were serving tables, right? So, it's so important to understand that all those gifts are critical and super important within the body of Christ. But to understand what it's like to use your gifts for the kingdom, that's a big revel- revelation moment for a lot of creators. I know it was for me um, because I was creating long before I was saved. I was saved when I was 33. Um, when I was uh, basically an adult and um, I was creating for many years before um, I decided to bend the knee and, and, um, and follow our King. So I think it's critical to understand that once you do become a Christian and Christ becomes your Savior and your Lord, which means he's the boss of all of you, not just some of you, that includes your gifts, whatever creative skills you might have. So if you can sing, you need to sing for God. If you can sow, you need to sow for God. Uh, if you can grow things, you need to grow things for God, whatever it is, whatever he's in, in, put inside of you. Um, that's our chief cause is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever, you know, go right back to catechism. So, um, it's just, it's so important for Christians to understand that if you truly want to serve your King, it's, it's, it's absolutely about your tithe. It's about your offerings, but it's also about your gifts and utilizing them for his kingdom.
2: I think it's really interesting. He brings up tabernacle. How many times have people read through, the, through that building of the tabernacle? Like, what are you talking about? But there's that one dude out there that's like, yo, I get this. And I remember when I came to him, was
1: like, it means so much that they had the spirit. And that's how right. they were making the art. I was yeah, like, so right. moved because I was like, that's because it's not a fruit of the spirit listed. Right. right then we kind of just, it's like, oh yeah, that's cool that you're doing, drawing comic books for the Lord or or what have you. But but yeah, it just means a lot.
2: No, I think it does for any creative because I mean, I come on board, I'm like, so ours is like, she's like, I I got a wife that draws and I got a wife that does all this (laughs) stuff and I'm like, I'm not artistic like that. She goes, but you are. You got the. You know when we start to realize that, and you you started to realize that because you did this before you came to Christ, right? So how did that break out? I mean, like where did that start? Did you just start like do- diddling and dawdling, or I don't know what y'all call that, like sketching or
1: diddling, <laughs> diddling and dawdling? <laughs> that's, that's
2: next season. We'll get doodling,
0: dawdling next season. <laughs> I, think, I think you find out about that in second hesitation that you shouldn't doodle. <laughs> Uh, so, so now f- for me, I, I learned very early on, and, and I'm primarily a writer. So mm. uh, I do I do a lot in the art realm as well, but art, but uh, writing is my first and foremost calling. I think in terms of creative gifts, but I've done a lot more, and I'd love to touch on some of that stuff as well because creating a schedule that you can follow and achieve Mm. the goals is just as artistic as creating a beautiful painting. But we can get into that later, because I've got that that part as well. Um, But for me, it was the fifth grade. Um, um, I was in Texas, um, living in Texas, and our teacher asked the class to write a short story. And of course, there were groans across the room, um, as you might imagine, in fifth grade. And um, I was excited. And so I got to write this story and uh, everybody in class loved it and the teacher loved it and I was just kind of hooked. I was like, this is what I want to be when I grow up and uh, sadly, I didn't have parents who were really supportive of that idea but um, God would not leave me alone and so I just continued to write and um, get passionate about writing and was always trying to create something on the side and and praise God, um, once he finally got a hold of me, he said, okay, now all these gifts I gave you, they're, they're for me and so you mm-hmm. need to realign your perspectives uh, and not just writing or art or whatever, but everything. I mean, people, one of the biggest realizations I had as a saved adult was I remember distinctly sitting in a Sunday school class. It was actually a women's Sunday school class, but that's another story I'll be happy to tell you. But I was actually going to an all women's Sunday school class because they were serious and the men weren't. But anyway, (laughs) um, but I was, I was just struggling with this concept and I was like, wait, 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 you mean because I'm saved now I can't read the same kind of stuff I used to read and, I can't watch the same kind of movies I used to read and or uh, movies I used to watch. And they were like, yeah, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's everything, everything changes, right? It's a, it's a new, you're a new creature, you know, it's, you're reborn. And so, so I think we've gotten away from that so much in the modern church is that um, everything has to shift. You know, your, your mm-hmm. priorities are now different. You have, Uh, a different outlook on life, you realize that your true purpose and your true calling is to serve God and not yourself. And that is completely 180 degrees from what we're told from the moment we're born, Um, you know, in this world is that we're supposed to serve ourselves first, but that's not what God says. And so it is, it's a total shift and you have to realign your perspectives and your expectations, but it's so much more fulfilling. I mean, it's so amazing to be able to create for the King and to know You know that um what you make is going to echo into eternity i mean that's just there's nothing better in my
2: opinion hard or easy transition
0: um so for me it was it was easy because i mean i was i was bought in i mean Mm -hmm. again getting saved older in life um i think for me it was a much more real conversion it was a i mean i I can tell you i i I got saved when i was away I, i went to a men's retreat um it was called a deacon's retreat, but it was just put on by deacons. Um, and um, some, some guys in my church had been after me for a while to go to this. And I finally went. And um, when I walked back in to my home after being gone away for, I guess it was three or four days, my wife met me at the doorstep. And she says, who are you? And where's my husband? She says, I was a different person. She didn't even know me when I walked in the front in the door. So it was a total transformation for me. And so, for me, it was an easy transition. It's like, okay, uh, yeah, all these things have to change now. I get it, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what I wanted to do, but it was uh it was not, it was not hard.
1: Yeah, hmm. I had a similar transition in the sense of I was writing werewolf books, mm-hmm. and completely I mean there's a way you can spin anything right like if sure. you know like like there is Christian fantasy there's Christian sci-fi there's all these things but like I was not yeah, writing Christian <laughs> werewolf books right I was I was writing these books that were completely carnal right people what? ripping each other's necks out and yeah. n- naked running werewolves everywhere, you know like it was right. very secular okay yeah. and I was so serious about it. I had this whole world built up in my mind and I lived in it half the time because I was also depressed and lonely. So like the world I built was the world that I wanted to have, you know, and I was like doing it through, you know, multiple books and everything. Then I come to Christ and I didn't even realize I hadn't been thinking about it or writing about it for months until all of a sudden I went, I was organizing my computer and I was like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. that used to be 50% of my brain power. Right. You know, and I, and I was like, well, maybe I can redeem this. And it just, in this sense, it just couldn't. Sure, um, sure. But that used to be a dream. That was like the plan, mm-hmm. you know, what, like that was going to be, I was going to get these published. It was going to be a movie. I made a movie poster. It looked right. cool. You know, all this stuff. Um, and yet that dream, like we actually watched a movie last night, like some dreams have to die before new dreams can kind of move in. Sure. And, uh, and I think that it resonates strongly and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who might be still in that wrestle um, mm-hmm. because they've been attached to dreams or goals for so long, mm-hmm. patterns, um, even communities that you know, gear around this passion. Right. Um, and I know that you also, in some of our other conversations, you were, you, you made this big leap. Brainy mm-hmm. Pixel was a big leap Towards just doing Christian content, Um, and you have a business partner. Mm -hmm. Can you share kind of what, like, where was the moment where you're like, "We need to make this leap"? Like, what was involved in that? And then the emotions, even if they were secondary, you know, just so people feel maybe seen if they're struggling in the same way. They're like, "Okay, other people who have already made the leap have also been where I was." Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I can definitely tell that story. First, I'd like to comment a little bit on your previous point, Michelle, if it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just like to speak to whomever is out there who is struggling with that and, and, and holding on to those dreams and thinking that the only path to achieve those dreams is possibly through what the world will call, you know, is the, the path to Hollywood or the path to fame or, right. or, or what have you. Uh, I would say, don't believe that lie. So ever since I was in the fifth grade, told that story earlier mm-hmm. and knew that i wanted to be a writer when i grew up right and i tried every way that i could figure out all kind of freelance work taking jobs here uh there and everywhere um doing everything i could in my own power mm-hmm. um, to try and make it happen it, it never happened only when i became obedient to christ and said i'm going to do it your way Was I able to become a full-time writer? And that's what I get to do right now. That's my full-time job is I get to write and run this wonderful business called Brainy Pixel Productions, which uh, is a Christian animation and production studio. Uh, We're based out of North Alabama, and we existed. uh, We've been around actually for about 12 years, so we existed um, a long time, you know, prior to the last three years, um, actually April will be the third year. So coming up on my anniversary, April, the first fool's day Day (laughs) full time. But, um, so the, the, the company actually rose up around a YouTube channel, my business partner, Michael, um, he created a YouTube channel called how to draw and paint. Uh, it was, you know, just how to teach kids how to draw and how to paint very simple, But it was in the early days of YouTube, and he was just one of those guys that was able to figure out the algorithm, figure out the SEO, figure out the naming and the thumbnailing and all that stuff. And it kind of blew up. So I came in and we created Brainy Pixel really to kind of manage and steward that um, channel, which, again, was just about teaching kids how to draw and how to paint. We're both homeschooling dads. We're both passionate about teaching people with education and lifelong learning. So it was right in our wheelhouse. So we we grew that channel, we created a few other little uh, channels and shows, one of those shows we sold to Trinity Broadcast Network, uh, or rather licensed the Trinity Broadcast Network and we really liked that model. And so we were trying to repeat that and kind of magic in a bottle and trying to create other YouTube channels that would blow up and nothing was really working. This was always a nights and weekends kind of thing, it was a side job, we had both full time jobs, full time families, full time church commitments, so we were really busy. but. Um, we wanted that to go full time. You know, we wanted it to kind of take off and you know, just go do that creative job full time. But it just wasn't working. And so we'd been doing this for probably about, uh, I would say eight maybe years or so, on the side, nights and weekends. And we were just both, both feeling kind of worn down and kind of um, washed out. Uh, we weren't really telling each other that because that's not something you really want your business partner to know. Um, At least that's what the world will tell you. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, you definitely need to speak the truth to your business partner. Right. Um, Because I've learned the hard way. But separately, we were kind of thinking this, you know, telling our wives the same thing. And um, my business partner calls me up and says, hey, I'm going to this Christian uh, film festival this weekend. Please pray for me. I'm like, yeah, sure. I absolutely will. Uh, He didn't tell me what to pray about. He just said, pray for me. I had been praying about a decision as well. I thought I was just going to walk away from the business. Again, it just wasn't ticking our boxes anymore. Well, unbeknownst to me, he goes to this film festival, which was ironically the Christian Worldview Film Festival up in Franklin, Tennessee at the time. And he has an Abraham Isaac moment, right? He just goes up there and he says, hey God, you've put this love in me for, for animation and for creating children's content and uh, for making cartoons. And I love this thing, right? I love this, this thing you've put inside me, but I can't make it work. I've tried every way I know how to make this thing go. And I'm gonna put it on the altar and either you kill it and take it away from me completely and let me leave here and go home and just be happy gardening or whatever, or you show me how, to, how, how it needs to work. I'm giving it all to you. And so from that point on, um, it was a process of several months of prayer. He came back, we, he and I had this prayerful time together. We had this amazing meeting We both kind of laid our hearts bare, and um, we both began to pray uh, about what God wanted to do with our business. And um, and separately, we came to this crazy conclusion that only God could have led us to, and that was to make a full-length 3D feature film that was a total God idea because it was about as far as you could go from a YouTube channel as you can get. Um, and so we began to pursue that following God's lead. And we've got a refrain that brain depicts the limits. Don't get ahead of God. And we decided to change everything about our business. Um, you know, Michael commented at the time, he's like, well, we probably will never get any more work ever again. And I said, well, that's okay. If that's what God wants, you know, we've mm. gotten jobs, you know, so our families are taken care of. If this, if this goes away, then that's God's will, and that's okay. Um, and now, uh, three three years almost. Uh, next month will be three years to the day. Um, uh, I'm now full time with Brainy Pixel. Michael is full time with Brainy Pixel. Awesome. We have a whole handful of freelancers that are working for us, almost full time. Um, they're they're independent contractors, so we can't technically say they're full time employees. <laughs> um, And uh, we're doing work uh, for some of the largest Christian streaming services and uh, organizations in the world. Uh, We're super blessed and super amazed every day that we get to wake up and and create content that glorifies our king and points people to the gospel. Um, We've won a whole slew of awards for the shows that we've made, again, for God's glory. Um, And, yeah, it looks like um, things are not slowing down. They're speeding up. So, again when you put things um, in perspective and you follow God's leading and you're obedient um, he will bless you we see that time and time again in the Old Testament you know and where the children of Israel would be obedient God would bless them he would prosper them and the minute they got off the tracks and they decided (laughs) to do their own thing um, uh, bad things would happen people called Assyrians would come in and they would with their iron chariots take all your stuff and burn your cities down so You know, be obedient and be brave and follow our king. Uh, Mm. He owns a a thousand cattle on a thousand hills and he will provide for you. It's scary, but it's okay. Um, The way our the way our
2: faith grows is by doing
0: scary things for him when he tells us to do them.
2: I, I like that moment. At the uh, festival, or, yeah. yeah, where where all of a sudden it's like just lay it on Abraham moment, you know, like one of the moments. And I was sitting a thinking about, and then Psalms one forty three eight comes into mind. It's like it's like cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, mm-hmm. for you in you I do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. Yeah. Huh. For I lift up my soul to you. It's like y'all were just bearing it. And that and that verse just hit me. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. of course you don't know, have to look these up, y'all. I'm oh, yeah. that, not, that <laughs> wasn't just like, but it, but it was like I remember that and it was like, okay, cuz that is that moment that you guys had. And yeah. that's I think that that's what we look for. It's not that it's like all of a sudden this epiphany, but you're it's this willingness to be available to God. And I think that that makes a huge difference in, in what you guys are doing. Plus, let me tell you something. All that Old Testament content, man, y'all got content for years for writing <laughs> yeah, like animation, absolutely. I'm telling you. That stuff's so well, cool. And,
0: and look at the third verse in, in, that, in that psalm that you just read, right? Yeah. Teach me the way I should walk, right? We we think we got walking down, right? We, mm. in our pride, in our arrogance, oh, I know how to walk. I don't need the Lord for that. That's not what the psalmist is asking for. He's saying, show me the way I should walk, mm. right? every step let me follow you father Right? Right? he knows the best way to go he knows the best path through the wilderness who are we to tell him the creator of everything what's the best way to go if we will just get that truth in our head that it's about being obedient and listening and following him
2: then things go just fine Mm, we're about the bible nerd here because verse 10 (laughs) teach me to do your will for you are my God your spirit is good Mm-hmm. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Up, I'm hold on, I'm sorry. Uprightness. Sorry. Yes. Man, That's I mean, Psalms. Right. The <laughs> they just rip. But but I do like the fact that you guys now you guys do a lot of work from the Bible, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, absolutely. So, so everything we do is based somewhere on Scripture. So we may
0: decompose it a little, right? So mm-hmm. we've got some shows that we're pitching right now that are what we would call faith adjacent or faith broad where there may not be gospel centric stuff but all of the messages are based on scripture at their core and I'm our primary script writer so I know that they're baked into those to all those uh, all those scripts and so, um, but that's just, you know, it depends on the kind of show that you're making and what the market is and what the demographic is. But, yeah, everything that we do is is biblically based and we want to glorify God in all things that we do. Absolutely. That's the only kind of work we do anymore.
2: So so, so you say you're a script writer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add on there. Sorry. I'm going to keep Enjoy. going on that yeah. real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you ever put that in front of people and say, hey, mm-hmm. read this and just just help me help me, you know, make sure I get this right? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. That's really critical.
0: And one of the things that I always advise young Christian creators who are you know, maybe doing uh, script work with me or learning from me is that, yeah, you really have to have um, really, in my opinion, layers of uh, accountability, right? Especially if you're playing around with anything like maybe my tenants Tales, which is a little bit more darker, right? I pitched as a Christian Hellboy. Um, so it's easy to kind of wander over into that werewolf land that you were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, Michelle. Um, but so it's really important to have these layers of accountability. So like I've got, obviously my wife is my first layer of accountability. She reads everything that I write. She's also my principal editor and she is probably my harshest critic, both on the scriptural side and on the grammatical side, which is great. <laughs> I love it. I, know that uh, I love it when she just kicks my, I loves it when she kicks my teeth. <laughs> Shay's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> and, and so first is my wife. And then second is my, my, my eldest daughter, who's a brilliant uh, young uh, writer and uh, project manager. She helps me out on everything that I do at Brainy Pixel. And then after that, I've got a core group of friends that I've had for years. Um, strong, strong biblical um, knowledge and background and s- are grounded in doctrine and theology. And I let them read it. And then finally, I always let my pastor read anything mm-hmm. that I'm working on. Um, and just as a final check, because I want to it's It's really, really important because what we were what we are dealing with is the words of life. and we we always want to be circumspect. We want to walk circumspectly with these messages. And one person, um as we know from the way that the Lord constructed our his bride, the body of Christ, <laughs> one person isn't enough. You have to have you know a body. you have to have multiple members. Um, because one person can easily fall in love with their idea or be tempted with pride or with you know whatever, fill in the blank and, and get off track. So it's really, really important to have that kind of process of checks and balances mm-hmm. um, in anything that you're creating, especially if you're gonna put it in front of kids who are typically less discerning than an adult might be. Right. You know, kids are just, they're kind of sponges. They just soak it all up. So it's so, so critical to make sure that you're not delivering them anything that's inerrant or unbiblical or not sound doctrine or theology.
1: You touched on something earlier where you said, um, it's not just your business, but it's everything, right? Mm -hmm. That you're called to show the glory of God Mm -hmm. in and allow God to work in all of these areas. And so in a, uh, from an evangelism standpoint, you have these giftings, people listening might say, well, I don't have artistic giftings, but it's great that he does, it's great that he's making this content to reach people. I wanted to invite you to share other ways you've found yourself through life. You do not It's not gonna be a comprehensive list, but sure. you don't just share the gospel at your job when you're making content for kids, right? Uh-huh. So can you kind of just give some examples of how, even outside of your artistic gifts, you're still, Sharing the gospel in different ways in your daily life so that other people see it's not the way you share the gospel is not always clearly linked to that one really good talent that you have.
2: Sure.
0: Sure. Absolutely. And this, this can translate easily to anybody, you know, in anything that they're really doing. I mean, um, you know, all things that we do, we have to do as if we're working to the Lord. And so Mm -hmm. if you're creating a, a schedule to deliver a product, or if you're shopping in a store, right. Or if you're dealing with a checkout person or a waiter or a waitress, or if you are that waiter or waitress, the way you comport yourself, the words you use, your demeanor, your attitude. One of the things I get being dinged on a lot is my tone, right? Because I'm a, I can be a very, uh, I guess harsh seeming and very quick to make a decision kind of guy. And often, (laughs) and often that tone doesn't come across as loving. And so, I think just you know infusing yourself with, with the Spirit of God through the Word of God and trying to do the will of God and everything that you do is really, really a, a spiritual discipline that everybody can get better at. It's something we must practice daily. Um, and a, kind of a particular example in, in my, my life is I often get the opportunity to work with artists from all over the globe, um, and many of them are not believers. right? Mm-hmm. So you know we work in comics, we work in books we work in obviously in animation and there are so many different phases of animation where you're dealing with artists and those artists have differing types of gifts um, as well. So some artists are really good at say at 2d art or concept art, mm-hmm. or some are really good at backgrounds or environments and others are really good at modeling in things in 3d. And so it's not less it's like we hire one artist and he goes all the way to the end of the animation. We, typically to get to the animation, we've got several different artists that we're working with. And so I get the privilege because I'm our primary art director. I get to work with all those wonderful guys and gals from all over the planet. And just the way you deal with them on a daily basis, like the grace that you can show them, right? Um, by not being a tyrannical overlord, right? Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if you're the guy paying the bill, you can you can easily come across as a tyrannical overlord. And remembering that I'm in the US and this guy's in the Philippines, right? Very different cultures. There. Right. -hmm. Right. And so being cognizant of that and being cognizant that I may be the only picture of Christ that this person ever encounters and giving grace where grace is needed, but also speaking the truth in love when that's required. Um, All those little elements of of just being a Christian, the things that we're supposed to do every single day, those can and have impacted, uh, you know, artists that I've dealt with. I've had. I've had artists, you know, um, who just were just really ugly to me, just like just really, you know, their emails are filled with vitriol and hate and and this, that and the other. And I just try to stay loving and grace filled to them. And at the end of the contract, they're like, I was ugly to you this whole time. Why were you so nice to me? And I was like, well, because I'm called to be nice Mm. to you. You know, I'm called to love you just as our Lord loves you and he died to save you. And so it gives me the opportunity to speak a little bit into their lives and to show them what a real Christian is really like. And I think that really is the important part, is that at the, at the end of the day, people have a conception, often false, of what Christians are. But you've got the opportunity to stick a bumper sticker, you know, kind of right on their forehead of, I'm a Christian and this is really what we're like. Right. And what do you want that to be? Right? Do you want it to be something that glorifies Christ, or do you want it to be something that detracts
2: um, mm, I from like Him?
1: Yeah. So I like that.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that's good. No, I. I, I <laughs> you, no, you, I'm not you saying it's with... easy. No, as as no, because uh, look, I, I, I'm on the social media side of no. the house. And so with Twitter and with the, uh, TikTok. TikTok, two of the how, most. Two of the most.
1: I don't even know. Like, so
2: like, I get what you're saying, and there's so many times, and you're right though. There's so many times. Now that doesn't mean that I I don't speak truth and love. You know, right. truth truth is always going to be truth. Um, if there's something that said, but how you say it, yep. or how you present it, or man, I, you know, I've always gone back to this with people, and it's about questions like questions. Jesus asked a lot of questions. Yes, he did. Like a lot, 300 over 300 something questions. And like answered, like, <laughs> handful. you know, like actually yeah. answered not through parables. I'm not counting those, but I, I sit there and, and I can, and I understand your space because sometimes I want bro, I'm you. Like yeah. I am very straightforward, <laughs> mm-hmm. very like people misunderstand me all the time. I've got my translator that sits next to me and is like, Oh, get this. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, <laughs> praise God. Um, And, and, and to, but you have to do that. And I like hearing you say that I like hearing you say that, you know, the grace of God, the mercies of God, um, even, you know, we're, we're extending his grace and his mercy to people even that don't believe Yeah, because guess what? His, his love extends to the people who doesn't believe. And and, and I just like hearing you say that. I like hearing you say that you've worked with some of the worst at Um, the end. It's like, but at the end, the bumper sticker says, yeah. This guy's cool. He like he respected me. He loved on me. He right. didn't just come back at me.
0: And, yeah. and that's what you got. You got ultimately have to ask yourself. And believe me, I hear you, brother. It is hard. Social media is so hard. I have to deal with all the <laughs> social media as well. And but, but what I learned is so, if that's the only time I get to talk to that person, mm. right, and if they walk away from it, did they walk away blessed or did they walk away cursed, right? right. And so I've had people just rip us up and down, I mean, every which way you can imagine on, on social media. And I've just gone and said like, thank you so much for that feedback. Mm. That blessed us and we're gonna try and do better next time, right? right. And I've actually had other people c- contact us and go, because of the way you dealt with that guy on social media and I saw it, Oh wow! I wanna support you guys. And so God will bless your efforts. I mean, he absolutely will take care of his obedient children and so, don't ever think that people aren't watching because they're absolutely for every one naysayer or hater out there. There's a there's a thousand other people that are looking to see, hey, is Shay going to bring it right or is mm. he going to bring some Jesus? What's he going right. to bring? Right. And so uh, try to let that echo in your
2: brain before you hit enter. I could almost imagine. OK, so we you know, we kind of sat on non-believer, right. But I could almost because <laughs> I know the space is <laughs> I could almost imagine a animated Christian content that doesn't just stick to the hardcore gospel. Yeah, <laughs> I can true. imagine some of the things that you have to go through, and and some of the pre, the stuff that you presentate. Oh my! Uh, how, do you, how do you deal with your own? Oh, oh
0: my goodness. Well, yeah, and 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 that is because you know, um, like <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> so, so. <laughs> See, because I, I know. <laughs>
0: It's just so funny because you know, God makes it so simple. Mm. Right? It's easy enough for a kid to understand. And we make it so hard as believers. It's mm. like anything we can fuss and fight about, we're gonna try to fuss and fight about. It. You know, right. we're gonna try to. And it's just so crazy. I know I know that God is just sitting up in heaven and he's got his, you know, remote control and he's like watching <laughs> okay, I'm gonna watch this channel for a while. I was like, oh man, that's hilarious. They got that so wrong. And so I think <laughs> we've had people get really upset at us, right? Because I'll give you an example. In Cubekins, in our uh, award-winning show Cubekins, and we've only got one episode and a whole bunch of little music videos, and they're great, kids will love them, go watch them. Um, but in our Cubekins episode, we have a picture of Jesus, right, in the, in the home, of uh, our family, the Cubicans, and they're all cubes, right? They're all cube shaped, right? <laughs> or cuboids is what we call them. And so our Jesus is a cuboid. He's a cube Jesus, right? And he looks like the old, you know, the old seventies pictures of Jesus. And he's kind of looking up and the light sitting on the yeah. face. And, and it's, it's modeled after those paintings, right? right. Which were in everybody's house oh, when we yeah. were growing up. And we have had people be really upset at us about depicting a cube Jesus. And I'm like, have you looked at history and, (laughs) like, all the different ways that Jesus has been depicted and is in Scripture, you know? I mean, it's like, okay, if if that's that's the ditch you want to die in you know, bless you brother, because we're trying, we're trying to show kids the gospel (laughs) and the kids love cube Jesus. And so I'm just like, whatever, man, if you want to get been out of shape because of that, that's you. And I just can't worry about that. I'm just going to pray for you and I'm going to keep on trucking and try to make the next episode, try to get it funded. So you you can't, I mean, there are some things you just can't engage with. You You just, I don't have enough time. I've got, I've got too much stuff to do for my King that he has clearly called me to go do. To get bogged down in a debate mm. over whether or not Cube Jesus is doctrinally sound, right? No one's going to get saved or go to hell over Cube Jesus. I, I can't.
2: I, I, I cannot believe you put a picture in your thing that wasn't KJV. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly, or whatever. Or fill just, in the blank. But that's the that's when I run across because I mean in my room it was like I, I threw up ESV and oh my yeah. goodness, All yeah. it was like. I'm a heretic and I'm just like, I "I often think is If it's something that will keep you out of heaven, I'm passionate
0: about it. Right. 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 Then let's move on. We got like the idea of cute Jesus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean,
1: it's just like, that's the reality they're in. Like, it just makes sense. Even in our, in our own body of Christ, conviction and what actually counts, what right. is life or death versus what's mm-hmm. one more minute of conversation with Christ at the Bema seat, right? Like uh, we right. we conflate the two and it's that the squabblings that waste time <laughs> and energy on things other than trying to save people from being eternally separated from the Lord is a tragedy. Mm-hmm. And um, And one of the things I'm thinking as we're talking is that throughout this season, the episodes we've already had, the episodes to come, a common theme, like last last season's re- realization was being available is half of what exercises and grows your obedience, being available mm. to the Lord yep. to try, despite if you're gonna <laughs> get it wrong or not, right? Everyone that's ever been on our show was available to the Lord to get to the point that they're at now where, where listeners are like, how can I be like them at the very least? When it comes to how can I fulfill the Great Commission? How can I grow the boldness Mm. and the bravery to actually go out and tell? Mm -hmm. One of the things that over and over we're hearing is that it's not just going and telling, it's going and showing. Right. You know, and that oftentimes, like I think Peter's a great example, Peter Schreimer's episode where he said, you know, his lack of bringing up evolution when he had his very first children's nature show. Mm. Is what made a homeschool dad say, "Might you be a Christian? Because you never force evolution down throats like everyone else finds a way. Like there's Mm -hmm. a caterpillar crawling back 87 million years ago. (laughs) You know, like you never bring this up.
2: It's what he didn't do.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like it's what he didn't do. It and it's what we do and don't do. It's it's what you do and don't respond to and how you do it. That's so key." To, to all of this, I can't
2: believe y'all. An inchworm was a centimeter back in the day. No, just
1: I know it was a <laughs> centimeter worm. It's evolving. Oh
2: wait, that's a centipede. I'm not. Just <laughs> I we're, can't. we're working on something in that department too, but that's a whole nother show. So oh, that'd be cool. I that'd know, be cool. Right? So what what are you? I mean, okay. So what can you share? Like what's coming <laughs> down the pipe? Okay, we got Q cans. Yes, yeah. So so
0: currently, what's out? there, I mean, we have a ton of stuff on our website because one of the, again, one of the things when we decided, hey, we're going. You know, we're going full bore for Christ. We're gonna we're gonna put it all out there. We're just we're gonna trust in God. We're not gonna be sacrosanct about any of our ideas or precious about our concepts or IPs because honestly, it's it's too hard to make a show or to make a comic book or make. I mean, if if somebody's gonna actually copy you, they probably got their own ideas that they would rather go fund and and make. They're not gonna copy our ideas. So. If you go to our website, there's a ton of stuff that's out there right now. So Cubekins is kind of our flagship show. Um, it's out there doing really well. Um, uh, hopefully Lord willing, we're about to sign a deal with Pure Flix, and it'll be on Pure Flix as well. Um, maybe some additional bonus content with Pure Flix. We'll have to wait and see what's happening there. We're on, um, I think we're on 28 or 29 streaming services right now, praise the Lord, or you can see Cubekins content or PicTrain content, which is our another little show that we have, mm-hmm. early childhood education, but also some Christian shows as well, um, uh, Christian episodes as well. And then our How drawn Paint content is also out there on a ton of those different platforms. So all that stuff's already out there and you can see all that stuff on YouTube or any of the streaming services. Um, also, we've got a, a comic series that we're working really hard on right now called Chronicles of Faith David. Um, it is the story of David and it's done uh, in partnership with a wonderful uh, um, El Salvadorian uh, Christian company called Mercy Ways they are phenomenal wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ I love working with them and uh, we're partnered on we're hopefully going to do the whole uh, 15 issues of the chronicles of faith David we're funding them kind of one at the time and it's really expensive because the the work is world-class. I mean, it's competing mm, yeah. with Disney and Marvel and all the big boys and girls out there. But we we wanna show people that we, that Christians can make stuff that is easily on par or better than what the world can can make. Yes. Because right. I mean, our God is the creator God. So we are the ultimate creators, right? We follow him. So we got Chronicles of Faith, uh, David, it's out there. Um, we just had uh, Indiegogo that just finished up for issue two. And so, issue one's is going to be coming out real soon, and then we're working on the production of issue two. So that's really exciting. Um, we're also got some Tenant Tales comics, which uh, Tenant Tales is kind of my Christian Hellboy. I mentioned that earlier. We've got novellas and comics out of that right now. We have a kind of the flip side of that coin, which is called Heaven's Hammers, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's basically like a uh, Marvel's Avengers Prime or a DC Trinity, but mm-hmm. it's angels uh, kicking in the teeth of the of the enemy. And so it's these awesome angel battles, super cool stuff. And that's out there. You can go check that on our website. We also have a little show that we produced this past year, a pilot for the show called Bliss View. Um, uh, It's not anywhere you can see it just yet because we've got a lot of streaming services that are interested in claiming it exclusive. So that is coming out. But there's some kind of sneak peeks on our website. And we got a ton of other ideas on our website and show concepts like Fourth World Four, which is a sci-fi um, action-adventure. Christian, obviously. Um, we've got, um, my mind is slipping at the moment. We've got Knight's Hunt, which just came out, which is kind of like Lego meets Lord of the Rings, which is over exclusive on Lore, L-O-O-R.tv right now. And Lore's doing something really cool. Good friends of ours in the industry. And they've got um, a model where it's like Kickstarter meets netflix so you fund the shows that you want to see then they get made the production happens and then you watch them exclusively on that platform Mm. so your dollar goes right to making the next show so it's pretty cool and we're excited to see what's going to happen uh with night's hunt and we've got a whole laundry list of backlogged ideas and we're we're pitching shows all the time and so and we're working on some really big stuff with some really big names at the moment but we can't talk about them
2: it's, okay. Hopefully oh, it's okay.
1: It's all good.
2: Hey, I I know I've been impressed just with everything that I've got to see or look at or or be a part of because we actually I think we did do it. Yeah, we go-go. did the Indiegogo
1: yeah. for yeah. Chronicles of Faith David, so we will at least one of us will show up somewhere awesome. in a comic book, which uh, will be Well cool. actually
0: you know what I think we'll, we'll think we'll get you both in. Oh, yes.
2: that. that's Cool. <laughs> Appreciate that. That's awesome.
1: We are one flesh, so I mean, come on, that's right, that's right. <laughs> we biblically. We show you, we won't show
2: you one flesh. In the comments, She's my one so. flesh editor too, just like yours.
1: No. But no, this is no, this, this is has awesome. been awesome. Yeah, so awesome. So many key points yes. for people to marinate on for the week. Um for everyone listening, remember the pantrypodcast.com is where you can get all the show notes, but you can also go to brainypixel.com to look into all these amazing things that the, the Ella, like the animation is top-notch, the storylines that I'm reading, I'm just in love with. Yeah. So jump on to brainypixel.com and check us out, the pantry podcast. So until next time. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and catch other great shows on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.